today, as we think about how the fact that we are real Christians living in a real world, yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about church. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I think people have this image about what church means, right? Right. We both attend here at the Great Lakes Dream Center in yeah. Bay City, Michigan. And one of our themes when we first started with just even painting or doing things was, this isn't grandma's church. <laughs> yes, I remember you saying that several times. <laughs> yeah, I think that we get our this picture in our head of what church actually is. Yeah. yeah. And then for many people, the big question has become, well, why should I even go to church? Because mm-hmm. you can watch everything online now. I mean, okay. You can watch us. You can hear us online, you know. (laughs) Why do I need to go to church? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, to a certain extent, that's an awesome thing in this the time that we live in that we have that option. Because sometimes we're not able to go. And sometimes it's nice to hear something over again or be able to hear something from another church. But you lose something when you don't spend any time with other Christians. And I think that's such an important thing about attending church is when you take the time to actually spend time with these other people and get to know them and live life together and actually create a Christian family that you can depend on one another. And when you are struggling, you know these are the people who will be supportive toward you too, and other prayer warriors that'll be there to pray with you and for you when you're struggling and to celebrate with you. And just, we've gotten so distant from each other today. I, I think about that every once in a while. You know, you look back through through history and, you know, communities and families used to be a lot more tight-knit than you see, at least in our area these days. I'm sure there are parts of the world where that's still very much the case, but um, at least in our country, um, in the area we live, there's a a lot more um, importance put on independence. Mm. And that makes us separate from one another and not have those support systems that other people in history have had. And that's part of the deal of part of the importance and the joy of having a church family is making those connections and growing those support systems that you may not have in other areas of your life. I think that is so true. And I think we can just say goodbye because I mean, you just covered it. No, I know I'm teasing, and I'm, but it, it, you just like hit the nail on the head. You know, I think that our culture, because of that independence, because yeah. I think sometimes too, it's just the busyness, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. like if you're working, you know, Monday through Friday, yeah. you get up every day and you have to go, go to work. And then right. in the evening, you have these things going and that going. And especially like if you have kids or other obligations yeah. and Saturday, you got to go to the soccer field. It's like mm-hmm. Sunday morning, you just want to have a day of rest, which right. honestly is what the Sabbath day was meant to right. be. Yes. And, you know, we, we began to gather on that day because we weren't going to work and, mm-hmm. and you would be at church, but it almost feels like work for a lot of families. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you've got it, like, you know, especially if the mom has to get up, mm-hmm. get herself ready, 
get three or four kids ready. Right. Then, you know, try to drag the husband, maybe. Sorry, guys. But in some cases, yeah, that's what happens. You know, there are a lot of families where the husbands don't go to church. Right. And, you know, there are other families where maybe it's the husband who's trying to get everybody else ready. But yeah. regardless, you've got parents a lot of work. who, yeah, when you're trying to get kids and yourself out the door. And I think when COVID hit, it became very convenient. And I I was very glad for the technology. Oh, I know for us here, you know, I, I'm typically the one that preaches on Sundays as the lead pastor. And I was able just to sit at home, you know, at my desk and, and share a message. Right. And then during the week, a lot of times in the evenings, I would do a prayer, you know, because uh-huh. there'd be different concerns, especially in those first few months. And honestly, our viewership of people viewing was way higher than we ever had people even just coming to service. Right. And I think there was more opportunity for people who were were at home and they weren't at work, you know, to watch and to be encouraged. And I think a lot of times church attendance increases when there is something globally or nationally happening. Yeah, I was thinking that too, just that hunger for that support and encouragement when there's... Um, crisis. Crisis. Yeah. And so, but what happened then is after everything kind of went back to normal, which there wasn't like a day where we said, okay, everything's back to normal, kind of slowly happened. And all of a sudden for those that are just super busy, it's like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I maybe, you know, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. I want that encouraging word. I'm just going to stay home Mm -hmm. and watch something. Or a lot of times, I'll do this where I listen to a sermon or a podcast when I'm in my car and right. I might be traveling. And I love the technology because for me, it's that extra. Yes. And I always say, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit, and our bodies eat more than once a week. Right. And, you know, my spirit needs something more than once a week. Uh-huh. So and I believe that God has given us so many different gifts in yes. the church. So there might be a preacher that, you know, maybe he's known nationally. I can listen to one of his podcasts and he, I can listen to him multiple sermons and say he has the gift of encouragement you know like his sermons always encourage me and if i'm going through a hard time i'm going to listen to that but then there might be other pastors or preachers in in the united states that i'm aware of that i listen to their sermon it's like wow that just taught me something i needed to know in leadership or and so i think that the technology is great and i would never want to discourage anybody from seeking out what you need because if you're craving chicken, you know, you don't you don't go get a beef taco, right? right. You, you get that chicken. But if that's only what we have, mm-hmm. then I feel like we're taking in. But, you know, there's two things that I always kind of think of is mm-hmm. number one, you're not you're not giving out. You're not helping. Like sometimes you go to church and you think, well, I don't need it. I don't need it. Well, mm-hmm. OK, maybe you need you need to go to church to help somebody else. Sure. It's not just because you need it, but then there are times when you do need it. Right. And if you wait until you're in crises and you go, you might not feel comfortable to really share versus I've been going here. I'm part of this Mm -hmm. group of people. They know what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you decide to share parts of your life and now when I'm in crisis, oh, wow, they want to help me. They all come around me. They understand or and where is if you just go when you're in crises Mm-hmm. Not that people won't help you, but it's right. always harder when yes. you don't really understand the situation. You don't have that empathy for what's going on. Right. And like you said, for the person themselves to feel 
comfortable about sharing that oh, to yeah. to to be in a place where you're like, okay, I know these people well enough. I understand who they are and that they care about me and they're not going to just judge this situation or dismiss me for what I'm struggling with. And I mean, even when you do for a lot of us, that's really hard. That that's another topic we've decided we'll talk about at some point why it's so hard to ask for help you know some of us it really is even with people we know really well and who we know love us but especially if you don't if you haven't developed those relationships yet to be vulnerable with people and say you know this is something I'm struggling with can you pray with me is there something you can do to help me can you guide me to something yeah and you know Again, you know, there's nothing wrong per se with if you're only getting, you know, the messages online or, you know, through a podcast or through a video or or what have you. And that's a wonderful resource to be able to have, especially if you aren't able to attend in person. But there's just so much more that you can get, you know, from that relationship perspective and that support perspective when you actually attend and spend time with people. I know at one point my husband was going through a hard time and after one of the services, you know, we just hung out in the lobby, you know, while people were finishing up with stuff and he was just, I kind of just didn't want to leave because it felt nice to be with friends. He wasn't talking about anything with anybody. He was just having a hard day. And it just felt nice to be with these people because he knows they care. And that felt like home. And that's something that we miss out on when we don't attend. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think that our our church, our group, our community of believers that we worship together with mm-hmm. have tried, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be very welcoming and to be very yeah. friendly with each other and to do life together. And I think that not necessarily every church experience have people True. had that. And so we should, you know, make a disclaimer to say yeah. we yeah. do understand that our experiences here at the Great Lakes Dream Center in Bay City, Michigan, aren't necessarily the same right. as what everyone else has experienced. And, and we're not perfect either. Oh, we're no. going to have our oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but we we because we know that it can be hard. One of our yeah. future topics will be how do I make friends at church? Mm-hmm. You know, and so like once you are there, though, I think that you can open up. You know, and everybody's different. You know, you're going to have extroverts that maybe by the second time they were there, they know everybody's name <laughs> right. and they're signed up to help in the nursery. Yeah. And, and you know, and then you have other people. It's like, boy, they've been coming for a year and they finally said, hey, you know, I'll, I'll help right. paint, paint a room or something. And yeah, um, I was just thinking people like me who are going to take notes when we do the how do we make friends at church? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got I, I feel like I do have a lot of friends in this group, but it is hard to make friends as an adult. And and especially, you know, in a church environment for some people, when you've, if you've been hurt in the past in particular, because a lot of people, there's just so much pain mm-hmm. from, you know, it's hard enough with what life throws at you. But then when people who are not perfect, maybe intentionally, maybe accidentally add to that pain when they you're looking for support and love 
that can really make it all the more difficult. Yeah, that's for sure. I often say, you know, people will say, well, I went to church. I tried that once, you know, it didn't work or I had a bad experience. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll remind people, I'm like, well, you probably went to McDonald's one time, though, and they got your order wrong. And maybe you went back again and they got your order wrong. And maybe you went back again and they got your order wrong. And you thought, I'm never going to McDonald's again. Mm-hmm. But I bet you walked into a Burger King, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes we have bad experiences and, and we think that that means that every single Christian yes. or every single church mm-hmm. is going to be that same way. And, and you know, you really have to look through the lens of humanity mm-hmm. and say, people aren't perfect. Right. And and. Some, you know, some places they're truly just trying their best and it's not good enough, but they're trying. Mm. And in other circumstances, there might be somebody purposely looking for power, looking for a way to control people. Mm. And this is their way of doing it. Right. And that's a shame. But that does, you know, it does sometimes happen. Yeah. Between those who are just using, excuse me, that platform for power and control and those who just truly misunderstand the word. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there that do cause harm. And unfortunately, they can be the ones that have the loudest voices. Yeah. And the ones that get the most attention, which makes it look like that's the whole Christian community when it really isn't. Yeah, it's such a shame. The one big thing, though, when I think about why should I go to church when I can watch online mm-hmm. is the stuff that you don't see that's happening. Yeah. You know, um, I know here at the at the Dream Center, you know, we have worship, mm-hmm. which, you know, just because of music and copyright laws, we don't always live stream that. And right. even though you can go on YouTube and, and watch, you know, worship services that have been recorded and probably much bigger, grander, Uh better musical experiences than what you have here. There's just something about being in the room with people that are all worshiping together. Don't you think there's just a difference? I was just thinking about that as you were saying that kind of like, I, I'm not one, a big one for crowds. So I don't go to a lot of concerts, but going to a concert versus listening to an album. Yeah, you know, different. Yes, you're going to get, you know, you may get the same music. Maybe they'll sing it exactly the same way. Not usually. But, you know, you, the atmosphere of just being there, being able to feel it, feel the emotion of the people around you, the group experience. Or, you know, for people who go, you know, going to a sporting event versus watching it on TV or something, you know, there's a different energy to actually being in the crowd, Mm -hmm. to actually being in that space where things are happening. And, you know, not that God can't, isn't with you always, he is, but sometimes it's easier to feel when you're with other people in that corporate worship. For sure. I mean, I think culturally, even if you look back, 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 Mm we see that cultures had singing. Mm-hmm. They would come together. You know, I, I think of like even just like the Native Americans coming around, you know, the fire yeah. in, um, you know, and I don't, don't necessarily know if it was every single night, but we can see that different times or ceremonies, um, probably maybe with the, the different months, you know, that they come together, they sing, they have the powwow, they dance, they it's something spiritual about our bodies. I think when you get into worship now, yeah. Not everybody 
has been to a church service and listened to the music and has felt that, you know, and, you know, every church is different. You know, some, some churches are more traditional, maybe with hymns and it's maybe harder for the younger Mm -hmm. ones to feel God's spirit moving with that. But there are a lot, a lot of churches and there's probably at least one in every major town in the United States where, you know, they are kind of on the edge of the modern, more music and, if you choose to take those moments and listen to those words and in your heart, be like, all right, God, here I am. I do worship you. I do love you. Please help me. You know, whatever the song is kind of leading you in, um, you know, there's something there. I, I know I have felt it. Yeah. And I mean, some people aren't as big into music and you know I, I personally don't understand that I very much am but <laughs> you were a beautiful singer <laughs> and I love to see you worship um but you know for some people that's just not who they are and you know that's okay too you know that God made us all different and he has a different relationship with all of us but even outside of the musical worship aspect just the coming together just being in the same place with other people who are hearing the same words and getting that same presence of god is just so powerful and like you said you may not always feel it you know it we all come into the space with a different attitude or different experiences from the day But when we're able to let that guard down, when we're able to just kind of soak in the presence and just be with these other people and understand we're not alone, I think that in and of itself, you know, I wasn't even thinking those words until they came out of my mouth, but that's so powerful too, just to be in a place with like-minded people, to recognize I'm not facing this alone. There are other people who believe how I believe, who think how I think to a certain extent. And yeah, we're not all the same and perfect, but absolutely. Um, But to be on that same wavelength Mm -hmm. and recognize that, you know, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone in the world is so important. And even just to be in the room and to hear other people say, you know, you're not alone. We're going to pray that God will be with you in that, Mm -hmm. you know, in that moment, you're not alone. You've got all these people with you, but then to also be, have that encouragement that when you walk out these doors, Mm -hmm. you are still not alone. Right. And, um, I think that is, that is huge. Mm -hmm. I think that also knowing that there are people that can be there for you, like in case of emergency. Right. I yeah. was thinking about that the other day. I was at a doctor's appointment with one of the kids and they said, now who can we contact in case of emergency? Okay. And if I'm honest, I because we don't have family in this town, usually the name of the person I give them is somebody I know from church. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, I know if there's an emergency yeah. that these people will rally together yes. and will be with me, even though I'm not related to them, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm just a friend and I think about our friendship, how it's developed over the years because of church. And um, there's just something about having a group of people that, you know, they have your back and it's pretty powerful. It is. It is. I, it just occurred to me 
Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, making friends as an adult can be kind of difficult, especially with certain personalities, you know, when you're more um, introverted like me. But, and I think every now and then about, you know, how the relationships that I had when I was younger, um, you know, they just kind of happened organically, you know, through school and things like that. And as an adult, sometimes you can get that like through a workplace or, or something, but unless you're, there's something that you're involved in and you, there are people that you are just kind of interacting with on a regular basis, that it can be difficult to create new relationships. And that's one of the things about, you know, a church family is that it is, is that opportunity without the pressures of a workplace or some sort of competition, um, like with, you know, a sports team for you or for your kids or whatever, where there is that low pressure um, opportunity just to spend some time with people. And you can just slip in and out for the sermon and be gone and not ever talk to anybody. You still get, you know, the, um, benefit of having been in that same space. But if you're, you come in a little early and chat with someone or stay a little bit after and, and visit or come to events and things, you know, the more time you spend with people, the more, you know, even if you aren't sharing all your vulnerabilities and everything going on in your life, you know, you're gradually breaking down those walls and getting more and more comfortable with people so that they become those friends and those family and those people that you know have your back. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful. I also think about how coming to church doesn't just mean, you know, worship and mm -hmm. that word and, and kind of the people that you are there with. But it also, for most churches, not all, I'm sure, but right. usually it has opportunity for education for your children, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, if you're just at home and you watch something online, you know, maybe the kids are there watching TikTok videos right. or wherever. And, and I know for me growing up, I had closer relationships to the people I knew from church mm -hmm. than I did in school. You know, school's yeah. hard. And yeah. I'd go, you know, go through middle school, high school, and it'd be like, okay, maybe I feel like I only have so many friends here or I'm not in this crowd or that crowd. But when I'm at church, everybody accepted me mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, you talk with everybody. And it was just like, it was the one place where I felt safe as a kid, mm -hmm. where I felt like everybody was my friend. Right. And I'm sure, you know, there's, there's situations where, you know, kids can be mean even at right. church, yeah. but um, still people. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there are a lot of people that say like that was their best experience mm -hmm. and, because of our culture today, we've kind of pulled away from that. Yeah. And families that aren't necessarily going to church or bringing mm -hmm. their kids to church, the kids, I, I feel like the kids miss out on that. Yeah. And that, you know, and some places like ours will not only have, you know, children's church on Sundays while the parents are in church, mm -hmm. but youth group events. Right. Um, sometimes there's single events, you know, yeah. or women's Bible studies or men's Bible studies. And, you know, you think like, oh, we shouldn't have different genders. But let's be honest, the average American, right. the genders are clear and the genders are different. And, you know, sometimes the guys, you know, want to be able to sit around without a woman around and say, you know, like, you know, I, hey, I've got this issue. How do you guys handle it? Right. And the same thing with the women, you know, mm -hmm. there are 
opportunities for mm-hmm. people to be able to even go a little bit deeper. Even with Bible studies, I think it's kind of cool. When you come to church on a Sunday, maybe it's a basic sermon to encourage you and to bring out clear, you know, um, principles from the word, but maybe you want to come to a Bible study and get a little bit deeper. Like, yeah, what does the Bible say about dreams or what does the Bible say about parenting kids? And so coming in, sometimes you hear about those things that you wouldn't necessarily hear about. That is very true. And I think a lot of churches and I'm seeing more and more of that here, you know, we've got things posted everywhere resources in the community and you know events that we're going to be holding that like you say aren't necessarily things that are going to be um heard in the the sermon i mean we typically don't um have our announcements as part of what we have available online and so a lot of those things unless you're seeking it out you wouldn't know but you know if you're here you hear the announcements you see the things that are posted about different events or different groups or um in our case other things even in the community that um either we're connected to or that maybe are aren't things we're hosting but that are happening in the building you know and things that you might not know about otherwise and i think like in our case those that come through our doors, we're able to give them resources. Right. Um, not only do people come and and we give them like laundry soap or a car seat or diapers, but I've had people come that want prayer. Yeah. And I think sometimes they want somebody to listen to them or they want to be heard. And when you walk through the doors of a church that has their arms open wide to everyone and wants just to love you, you get that opportunity to share your heart. And hopefully, right. There's somebody there that truly just loves you and wants to pray with you and wants to give you that peace. Yeah, absolutely. I know that that makes me think of, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we were doing the drive through giveaways because of COVID and everything. Um, you know, there were some people who would come through not for any material things, but just for that prayer. And again, you know, sure, you could email and ask people to pray for you, but there's something about having somebody actually stand there and physically listen to you and pray with you and speak words of life into you. And, you know, that's just a wonderful thing to be able to offer to people and something that like I said, you, you could do that, you know, via digital formats, you know, but it's, there's just something more powerful about that personal relationship, that personal touch, that actual being in the presence. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think, you know, you said it earlier about how you could feel that energy. I mean, we are spiritual beings and the Bible does say where there's two or more gathered together, I'm there with midst of you. Now we know God is with us when we're alone, right? but when we get together, mm-hmm. I think that we know our bodies need that. It, mm-hmm. When somebody is alone, like that's why isolation is a punishment in prison. You know, it's like, what more can we do? They're in prison. You know, all these different rights have been stripped, all these different things put them alone. And and a lot of them will say like, oh, that's horrible. They don't want to be put in that, you know, isolation. But so 
especially for single people, um, I think that a lot of them come and they really enjoy being in the presence of others. And definitely when you can pray with somebody and and to be able to hear their heart and to pray over them and have that spiritual connection, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, you know, you had talked about it earlier too, just to be being there for other people too. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. We, we want people to recognize that the church family is meant to be there, um, you know, for when you're hurting too, you know, but sometimes other people need you. And if we all just listen from home, who would be there for anybody? Yeah. How would they help? And I think something sometimes in our hearts heals when we know that we're helping somebody out. Absolutely. I think that's great. And there are times too, when, I mean, just, you know, basically what you just said, but, but yeah, even just hearing other people, other people's stories, you know, seeing other people taking that risk to be vulnerable and be loved, to see that and experience that and be a part of that, not only can be healing to our own hearts, but also a reminder of, okay, this is what's available to me too when I need it. That's good. That's so good. Well, we just have a few minutes left. I would love to pray for all of those who maybe haven't found a church home yeah. or maybe have been hurt. And would you like to pray or you want me to pray? All right. Let me pray for all of you. Father God, I just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you so much for this, this concept of coming together as a group and worshiping. And I thank you that we live in America and there's all different types of churches and different styles. And, and if we do try one and we say, this just isn't for me, we can, we have the right and the privilege in the United States that we can find another church where we can freely worship. And I just pray for those that might be listening that haven't been to church in a while or, maybe would like to go to church, but haven't found the right church, or maybe they're afraid to go to church because they've had a bad experience. And Father God, I just pray for you to be with them right now in the name of Jesus, bring healing to their hearts if they've been hurt, to bring wisdom to them so that they can see all the different places that are available and give them the courage to go. Because I know sometimes it's hard, especially if you're single or if you are introverted, maybe, or um, it's just sometimes it's just you need courage to try something new once in a while and, and maybe they go and it's like oh this isn't the right one now I got to go to a different one I just pray Father God that you give them that courage maybe you give them a friend maybe somebody this week will invite them to go to church with them and for those that are listening that do have a church that they love maybe they can put an invitation out there on social media and say hey if anybody ever wants to go to church I'll pick you up And we can help each other as we go to church as well. Bless them, Father God. Be with them, watch over them, and help them to not be alone in this walk that we are living, that they can believe in Jesus and be encouraged in that in our church family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. And we'll hope to see you guys again next time.